Welcome to the Bonnet Talks podcast, hosted by me, Amma Apia. This podcast is a platform for young people all over the world to share their current experiences and thoughts about what the heck is going on, child. From the Black female dating experience to surviving adulthood struggles in London, we chat about it all like a FaceTime call. In today's episode, I catch up with my longtime dear friend, Lexi Fragola. We talk about the ways we learn to maintain our college friendships after graduation, how to make new friends in post-grad, and how the pandemic has changed our relationships. We also talk about our pre-COVID concert days. RIP, y'all, those were some good times. Hilarious moments in our friendship, and some of the multiple times Lexi has encountered celebrities. Halsey fans, anyone? (laughs) You'll hear that story later. I laughed so much listening back to this episode. You guys will love Lexi's free spirit, and I think you will enjoy the tips we have for you all. Let's take a listen, shall we? Oh my gosh. I don't even know what to say. I am so (laughs) happy. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Whenever I see your face, it just, like, I can't help but smile. (laughs) I'm literally so happy. And you have your One Direction shirt on. Yeah, the OG. This is from the first time I saw them. So, Amma, this is, I broke out the good stuff for you. Wait, is this 2012? Was this the Mohegan Sun show? No, this is actually Foxwoods when they opened up for Big Time Rush. So (gasps) we're talking like way back. Oh, you're talking about old school. Wait, oh oh my God. (laughs) Wait, now tell me, wait, wait, were you actually there for Big Time Rush or was it just One Direction? Because a lot of people actually showed up for 1D, actually. So. So, well, it was mainly for One Direction. Um, it was so funny because Sam Becker actually got the tickets and her friend couldn't go. Oh. So she was like, Lex, you want to come? And I was like, uh, heck yeah, I do. So that is what started oh my God. the One Direction obsession. Wait, that's so crazy. It's funny because I used to be a huge big time Rush fan. Like, ginormous like I kind of went through phases like it was like the Jonas Brothers then Big Time Rush then like Belieber for a hot sec and then <laughs> and then like the Directioner thing and it's so I didn't even realize that they were opening for Big Time Rush if I had gone I definitely would have been converted to a Directioner like <laughs> it's so funny to think about now I know. And it's so funny because Zane wasn't there either because he like had to go back home to England or something. So the first and last time I saw One Direction was without Zane. Wild. Oh, so you you were prepped. You like didn't care. You're like, oh, we, we've been days. through this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Lexi. I'm so excited. It's been two years. Two years, I think. Since I graduated, and I pre- I've talked to you through text like once in a while to see how you're doing, but like I haven't seen you because you have been everywhere, oh like literally God. everywhere. Um, you know, unless it was a pandemic, you know. Right, I but you've been everywhere. <laughs> you've been everywhere. Oh my God, I can't wait to catch up with you, and I want everyone to know what you're doing and what you've been up to because, guys, like she has such a cool job, and she's literally been you know going back and forth doing things. So. I'm so excited to hear all about it. Um, but first, the way we always start the show is if I'm chatting with an old friend of mine, I always talk about, you know, what is our favorite moment in our relationship? We're bringing that back, guys, because Lexi and I go way, way back. Um, and I asked Lexi to think about her moment, and she said she had a lot of good moments, which is good. 
<laughs> I know there's like too many like how do you pick like one favorite ama memory when they're all your favorite <laughs> so hit me up tell me tell me what your favorite memory is okay I'm excited okay so <laughs> I think I'll try to do this like chronologically so um starting with like <laughs> But the first time that um, you and I ever like met, which was virtually, so like throwing it back to like when your parents would say, don't make friends on the internet. And then of course I meet Ama and I had to Girl. be your friend. <laughs> Girl, none of so... us were listening to that. We were not. <laughs> I, I actually went back into our DMs on Twitter to find <gasps> the, our first conversation. And what? it's so freaking funny. It was... Um, September 15th, 2013. And, what? Um, <laughs> and we, you, the first time, two of our, like, co-owners for our, our update accounts, they were talking, and you're like, I live in Middletown, dash A, heart. <laughs> you know how you have to distinguish yourself on these update accounts because there's so many people tweeting at the same time. So that was my designation, guys. And that's only because the heart was only because there was another person on the account whose name started with an A. I wasn't the OG. So, <laughs> <laughs> wait, that's so funny. Oh my God. Yeah. And so, like, we're going back and forth, like, trying to figure out if, like, we know any of the same people as, like, our co owners are, like, talking to each other about, like, One Direction related stuff. <laughs> And we're just like freaking out, like, oh my God. Um, like we talked about Gillette on the One Direction <gasps> show at Gillette on August Gillette. 7th. And um oh my God. we figured out, I totally forgot this happened. We figured out we were in the same section three rows apart in like Oh my god stadium, in a whole stadium. <laughs> we that is we I totally forgot about that. Wait a second. Was this the same show where Halsey gave you those tickets to move up? No, this wasn't. This was a different one. Oh, this was. Okay. I don't know. No, because Halsey was at MetLife. This was Halsey was like a few oh, days before. Okay, so it was like the same time period. Yeah, guys. yeah. Lexi, Lexi is literally the coolest person. Let me know how she got Halsey to get her tickets. You have to tell that story at some point. Oh my you god, have to. <laughs> I'm all over it. It's my favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> oh my god so that was no we really were I remember this now we were three we were three seats apart we, but I ended up moving down a yeah bit, I remember like texting down. you and you're like oh like I, th I don't know if you made it to the floor or wherever and you were like no yeah, girl we wish <laughs> we wish I was in the hundred section but it was still good enough because I just needed to see Harry very clear that's all I <laughs> yes <laughs> I needed to see it very very clear so it was good enough Oh my god, that's so funny that you went all the way back and found oh, yeah. those. <laughs> so funny, kept scrolling, but we made it. Oh my god! I think oh. um my favorite though memory of us like in person, aside from like us fangirling on Twitter, would be um <laughs> it was my sophomore year at UConn and um it was the Fetty Wap concert for Subog, <laughs> and I remember you texting me and you're like. I don't know what to wear. Like, I, like I have so many things, but like, I just don't know what to wear. And I was like, I have this cute shirt. Like, you've got to wear it. And it was that black and gold, like, off the shoulder shirt. Oh my and god! I then we were at the concert, like, you running around, screaming, singing. That was probably <laughs> one of my favorite memories, just because like you're so happy, just like in the moment. I, you know what I just forgot. 
It's funny you bring this up because number one, I told this story the other day. I don't know who I, I think it was my roommates literally three or four days ago that I was talking about that Fetty Wap concert. Because do you remember after the fact his friend was asking me to go back with him to the Nathan Hale Inn? Do yes! you remember this? Oh my god, yes! <laughs> do you remember this? Guys, this is the wildest thing. So we had Fetty Wap at our school. And his best friend also performed. And no, it was not Monty. We wish it was Monty because obviously people know who he is. But it was some other guy. And then after the show, because I was wearing Lexi's shirt. Guys, first of all, me as a freshman at UConn, I was a total noob. Like me wearing that shirt is not like me at all. And I totally forgot that Lexi gave me, you gave me that shirt. I totally forgot. That top was so cute. I wish you guys could see. I need to maybe post it on Instagram so you guys can see it was so cute but I looked hot like I was hot yeah I, I'm not gonna I was I was I was rocking it and then after the show because Lexi and I um also became closer friends because we were on our concert committee so that's why we like were up front like dancing doing all this stuff and we were helping to break down the stage and Fetty's friend came out and was just talking to all of us but he's like hey, like, this is my number. You want to join, like, me and Fetty back at our room? And I was like, what room? Like, where could you stay on campus? And it was literally Nathan Hale. He loves you. He only loves me because of your fashion. Like, that is (laughs) Do you know what happened after that, though? Do you know? Did I tell you? So the next day, so I didn't go back, obviously, with him because I was like, no. (laughs) next day he texts me he's like hey girl I'm in this girl's dorm where are you at and I'm in the middle of the union I'm literally in the middle of the union studying chemistry (laughs) and I was like this guy I was like so I was like what are you what are you talking about he's like where are you like I want to hang out whatever and I'm like first of all you don't text him and say I'm at a girl's dorm (laughs) right like not a great pickup line not it did not work for me uh so then he's like, uh, so he's like, oh, like, where are you? Like, what are you doing? Like, let's go somewhere. Like, take me somewhere. And I was like, I'll take you to church. That's where Wait, I'll take you. I remember this. Do you remember this? I, do. I literally go, are you, are you nearby? Ta- you know, towers, there's a church right next door. Let's go. Me as a freshman thinking I'm that bitch. I'm really not. I really was. I don't even know what I thought I was. I was studying chemistry. What kind of what kind of person do you think I was? <laughs> my memory. I was gonna say my memory was um, visiting UConn for accepted students day and getting oh to see God. your dorm because you yes. and Gabby lived together freshman year. That's what I was gonna say. So just to give some context to everyone listening. So Lexi goes she we she went to UConn when I was applying and going kind of going through the process and in my mind I was like I'm not going to UConn like everyone goes to UConn it's like a state school but Lexi always talked about UConn all the time and how obsessed she was and she would also tweet about it all the time and I was like this girl's really obsessed with UConn like maybe I like there's something about it so literally uh, I got accepted thank god and I went to accept the students today and I knew that you lived in Northwest. And so I like begged my parents. I was like, we need to go to Northwest. I know they're doing an open house there. Like, we have to go. I know Lexi's there. And then I texted you. And I was with my roommate at the time, Stephanie. And she, it was our first day meeting her. Like literally met her from the Facebook group. Oh. First day meeting her. So it was such an 
that day was such like a big, I don't even know, like impact on my life because I met her. She became my best friend. We lived together for like three years. And then I got to see you and then you solidified my decision to go to Yukon after I visited you oh. in your dorm. <laughs> oh, Alma, you kill me. That, no, oh, I, that was so fun that day. Yeah. You got to like, come, like see everything. I remember you like walking in like with a huge smile on your face, like, Hey, this is gonna be my roommate. Like you were so excited. Yeah, no, and I just, I just remember, like, I was so excited to be because you were in Terry, weren't you? Or no, you were in the one above that, the one Russell. Russell. You were across from it. So, guys, so she was in Russell, and I think I was the building like right behind that or something. So it was just so funny to be like end up being in the same area, living in the same space and like experiencing what Lexi did. I loved my time in Northwest, by the way. Like I remember seeing your stuff about it. I'd be like, I can't wait. I hope I get to live there. And I did. I, remember I lived in my sophomore year. So, I was so mad. I got Northwest as a freshman. I was like, I want North. But then of course, like <laughs> no, you go you and you see North and you're like, never mind. Like Northwest no. is it. <laughs> no, you don't want North. Guys, for you guys listening, you don't want North. North had North had those bathrooms with the drainage. The, so all the showers were connected and the drainage was at the like very last shower. So people would pee and the pee would just travel <laughs> oh. <laughs> to the end of the <laughs> the shower system where it would hit, finally hit the drain. And I was like, I'd never in my life want to live there. <laughs> please god i was i was praying because we would talk about this right so in the we would have like the facebook page for um new like students and everything and we would talk about all the gossip we'd go on like yukon blogs and like see what people would say and everyone would talk about north and i was like i can't be there like i better be in towers So anyway, my point with this is that you solidified my choice to go to UConn and because of you, that's where I ended up. And I attribute a lot of like my choices at UConn to you. And I've always told you this, but like Mm -hmm. it was so impactful for me. And that's why I really value our friendship because like I I just love you. So, (laughs) Oh oh my God, Alma. And every time you tell me, I roll my eyes because you're just like (laughs) a superstar and like you've created your own path and but I'm so happy you chose UConn because you're able to like develop our friendship even more I know I don't even I literally don't even know what I would have done like because the thing is guys so we we have the update accounts but then over time we kind of like (laughs) didn't do it anymore so if I didn't go to UConn like I don't know what that friendship would have been like because you you are older than me by like two years or so so you would have been off doing your thing, and then there's me like off doing my thing. So everything really happens for a reason. So right, you UConn <laughs> so brought crazy. us even closer. I know, I love it. I don't know. <laughs> what I was just thinking about this is like okay, we're gonna be talking about this forever, but I just need to say this to you. We're I remember like us in Subag concert committee, and I don't know if you were in the car too, but we do you remember how old I president? I knew that's exactly where you were going with this. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when we were in the car, like after cleaning up this? It was like three in the morning, and it was was it snowing out? Yeah, I don't know what it was. <laughs> why I don't I don't know why we all ended up in his car, but I think he was dropping us home just to be like nice. And then the police were behind us or something. We thought the police were behind us, but it ended up being a Wings Over car. <laughs> hey guys, it was a Wings restaurant delivery car. We thought the police were following us. And he was, what was that song he was blasting? I literally, like, was obsessed. It, um, do you know what we're talking about? Yeah, oh well, my God. which one? 
oh, I can't remember this, what the song is, but he was like blasting the song like on repeat. And it was like a very like sexual song. And I remember it was like, it was like us in there. And like, I was just like, um, what is, what is going on? What's going on? (laughs) This is very strange. Oh my god! What songs were popular in like 2015? I can like see the album cover, and I'm oh my god! You have to find it. Yes, it was a weird scenario. I was, yes, I was like, can we all go? Because it was me. I think it was me, you, Liz, Darren, Emily, Wade. I don't know if Sam was there too. I can't remember. Probably was there. Yeah, she probably was there. So (laughs) I just remember that. And once in a while, it'll come into my head, and I'll be like why <laughs> what was this i don't understand how this all came into play yeah anyway. how, how did we end up here <laughs> it was a funny scenario but anyway anyway um with that lexi take the chance to talk about who you are what you've been up to obviously you went to uconn talk about that what are you doing now give us the lowdown <laughs> all right well um since graduating from UConn in 2018, I decided I was not ready to leave. So I ended up getting a job as an admissions officer with UConn. So, um, and I'm still doing that today. So go Huskies. Yes, let's go. (laughs) I absolutely love it. I get to um, travel around the U.S. and recruit students. I get to read applications, um, talk to students, all that fun stuff. Um, but I think the highlight of my job is that I get to go to Texas usually three to four months out of the year. Of course, during the pandemic, that didn't happen. But um, yeah, just being in yeah. Texas is like amazing. The weather's great. The food's great. Like, it's just wow. a blast there. Oh, my goodness. You know, I never pictured you like living in Texas. Like oh, when you said you got a sign there, like down at the south um, area, I was like, really like I wonder how that's gonna be for her I've always thought about that (laughs) I know so I thought the same thing because I was like oh Texas like I don't really know if that's like my style and then I I went to Austin and if you never you have to go to Austin it's it's such a cool place like their like city slogan is keep Austin weird and it's just like one of the coolest places ever um so totally would recommend um and Gabby actually got to come down and visit me in 2019 when I was there and oh, wow. like the nightlife is amazing there's really? so many bars there's this like whole bar um it's called sixth street it's like bars everywhere like there's rooftop bars there's like clubs there's like low-key the wow. nightlife is, is it oh Texas is popping oh I Texas didn't know that poppin'. it's popping I thought oh, it was yeah. just a whole rodeo I thought it was just the rodeo <laughs> I was ready to say yeehaw, child. I didn't know it was popping, popping like that. <laughs> Hold on. Hold oh, on. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, because I've, I've heard a lot about Austin because I know a few people who got jobs in that area and were going to get ready to move, but then the pandemic happened. Mm-hmm. But I was like, and they were saying that Austin seemed really cool, but I didn't know really too much about it. Yeah. Wow. No, it's so cool. And like, it's cool to be able to work there as well. So like, I mm-hmm. kind of get the like, the daily life and then I get the fun like I get to work hard and then go play on the weekend and you you totally have to go it's it's becoming like the new Nashville for like bachelorette parties and stuff so really up and coming if anyone has a bachelorette party to plan check out Austin oh my god I will not have one anytime soon the men just do not (laughs) (laughs) we 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 just ooh, child 
but wait a second that's that's interesting because now i'm gonna once everything kind of settles down i'm definitely gonna come visit you because i actually i've been to dallas Mm-hmm. And um, I try, yeah, I think I've been to Dallas and College Station, which is where Texas A&M, their mm-hmm. campus is. I've been there for conferences through UConn, but I've never been to Austin. So I definitely oh, you feel are like I missing out. Yes. <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. And I also find it really fitting that you are now an admissions counselor, considering considering the fact that you drew me into UConn. Like, I think this is perfect for you. Like, yeah. tell us, like, how that's really been for you, like, staying at UConn after graduation and now seeing how so much has changed since then. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So it's, it's definitely weird being on campus. And like, I had some friends who had stayed and um, like worked, did a similar path as me. So mm. hearing it from them and seeing it, like it, it's, it's totally different than being a student on campus because it pretty much just park, go to my office and like, I stay in my office all day. So you don't really get that like student interaction as much as like, I can't really go grab lunch with someone because I don't really know anyone anymore. But that's crazy. It's, it's really cool to see like all of the developments that the university has had, like the recreation center. Have you seen that building? They it's did insane. me dirty. Yeah. I, they did me dirty. I paid for it and I never stepped foot. <laughs> it's the wreck. Because it was after I, I graduated. This is right. a fall. Oh, I'm, I wish. I would tell myself, like, <laughs> if that was there when I was a student, I would have actually worked out. But, like, would I oh. have? I don't really know. <laughs> I hope No, I would we would have. We would have loved to use it as an excuse. Like, right. you know, I would have loved to be like, yeah, like, <laughs> I definitely will go since it's nice and then not go. See, that's <laughs> the thing. And now I don't even have the opportunity to even use it as an excuse anymore. <laughs> Mm-mm. You just, you can't so even try sad. it. You can't even try it. Has the culture, do you feel like the culture has shifted, even though, you know, you pretty much go to your office and you don't really have the student interaction. But when I was there, like, I just felt a difference. I don't know if that was similar to you. Yeah. So I actually went for one week um, back in February and I made it a point to walk around campus because I I Mm. wanted, I want to feel like that connection again. And like, you still feel like you feel it in the air. I, I don't know if that sounds weird, but like, I feel like you know yeah. what I'm talking about. I know exactly the, what you mean. The vibes are just like happy and like, there's just good things going on. And, wow. you know, you can tell people still love being there. So yeah, it, it, there still is that vibe. I just have to find a way to connect with that from the other mm-hmm. side now. As right. Right. No, exactly. And that, that makes me wonder too now, because so everyone goes through like the post-grad shift right you graduate you have to kind of really readjust and figure out like what your life is going to be and like who's going to be part of your life and what your social life looks like and I know that might be it might be really interesting to kind of switch your role in the university right you're going from a student to an employee and then while you're also trying to sort out kind of every aspect of your life including your social life and so how has it been to kind of you know see everything pretty much play out as students do they interact they do all those things but then your group of friends really aren't there anymore like how has that been for you and how has that initial transition been too yeah so I think that's absolutely the hardest part because you're like okay I'm no longer a student like I have to remember that these students are making their memories and I'm on the outside now 
So it, yeah. it was definitely an adjustment, like when there were still people, like my friends there, like you were still there, Adam was there, Autumn was there. Yeah, so it was yeah. so hard because I'm like, I want you to have the student experience, but I'm no longer a student. So mm-hmm. it definitely was an adjustment. And but now being a few years out, I feel like I've really developed like the work life balance of like, okay, this is work. I have my coworkers as my friends. But I have like mm. my friends, friends that I hang out with on the weekend. So yeah, it's definitely been a change and it's definitely weird, but it happened. Yeah. No. Yeah. And did a lot of your friends like move out of state? Like a lot of your friends um, when you initially graduated, were you able to see them often or were they pretty much out of state? Cause that's how my friends were like, everyone just dispersed. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> I was like, where did everyone go? It's like, yeah, looking around, no, like what? Same. <laughs> And like most of my close friends went far away with the exception of a few. So like Gabby's mm. still in Connecticut, but like yeah, one of my yeah. friends went to Boston. Um, I don't know if you knew Ella. She drove, drove the Wienermobile across the country. <gasps> How um, would I not know her? <laughs> I can't with her. She's so funny. She's so, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> she, then she ended up in Vegas. Now she's back in Connecticut temporarily. Um, oh, one wow, of my other wow. friends is in New York. You know, so people, everyone just went everywhere. And it's so funny because one of my friends and I, Maggie and I were talking about, oh, you know, Maggie. Um, yeah, you do. We were saying how we should have planned post-grad better. Like we should have got mm. our group of friends together and said, okay, like, let's go to this city and we can all get jobs and like live in this area so oh. we could recreate college so but not like in the sense of relive college just so you right. have like a solid friend group and you're going into like this new experience of like post-grad right. but with your friends yeah so we, and I we think messed it's, up <laughs> I think it's I think it's interesting that you say that because were most of your friends like in the business school because for those of you who don't know I think Lexi you were in the business you got a business degree or you had a double you had a dual didn't you dual degree business got two business and com right yeah you com. got it wow oh my my memory is sharp Ciao. hold on wait no yeah so so pretty much with those industries though I feel like you could do it anywhere or, you know, like it, you, it really depends on the kind of industry you want to go into within business and stuff. Like most people, at least people I know, went to New York City or they right. did go to Boston or, you know, so sometimes it is hard to like kind of get everyone together and be like, let's stay in this city and let's do this together, you know? Yeah. I know. In a, in the dream world, we would have planned it out, but everyone has their things, you know? Yeah. And, and now we're like, okay, like, where can we go like Maggie and I were like every other day we're, we're like okay when are we going to London we got to move back to London how Listen. do we get there <laughs> <laughs> how do we get there what's the plan when are we doing it yeah. so what were some of the things you did to maintain those relationships once you realized you no know, everyone was kind of doing their own thing and this is your new life Listen, if anyone knows it it's you I'm a horrible texter um, <laughs> me too though I'm ridiculous and I think I learned it from you <laughs> We and when we talk to each other, the conversation lasts like three weeks before we get anywhere. <laughs> it's like what? one text a day. I can't. I can't. It's exactly what it is. <laughs> I I think oh. that that's what's so hard. I'm really bad at staying in contact with people, but I think um like one thing that's helped is like with with some of my friends will plan like trips, like weekend trips. Which, of mm. course, the pandemic canceled a lot of those. But yeah. um, I think that was the easiest way because then you have, like, this trip to Nashville coming up. And, like, mm-hmm. you can talk about it. 
and right. that kind of ties you together so you know like oh well she has she's stuck with me for the next few months until we go on this trip right right <laughs> so we have to talk before we go or else exactly. it's gonna be a waste of money <laughs> right <be> awkward <laughs> but no that's honestly, yeah it's so hard like please what do you do because I need help <laughs> no I I would say I think it's definitely I've learned a lot more how to maintain through the pandemic as well. But I think beforehand, it was really just making sure I was just checking in with people once in a while. And also, I know like people don't like this, but calling. I'm such a call person. But the thing is, when I'm calling you, like you can not answer, but the second you answer, you're stuck with me. So, no, it's like, no. And so you have nowhere to run. Like, you know what I'm saying? But um, I think hearing someone's voice and actually interacting with them in that way changes a lot. It makes it a very active experience, very than passive, which I think texting is, right? Because it's more of like, I don't know, with with texting, I just read it and I'm like, okay, I respond in my head and maybe like don't answer until later. Literally same. Not, like, yeah, yeah. I don't feel pressed to do like respond right away. Um, but with calling, you know, I just get so excited to talk to people. And maybe that's just my personality. I know everyone is different and not everyone likes the calling thing. Like I know some people actually have anxiety making a phone call and things like that. And for me, it's, whoo, girl, I, I will choose voice memos over texting any day. Like that's just the person. So, yeah. Oh my so, God. I, think, I love like, that. Yeah. I think then, but that's the thing though, you know, especially as communication majors, we know it's so, it's so important to really make the effort to stay in contact with people and also understanding the ways in which they communicate best. I think everyone has just such a different communication method and that will definitely change more so after graduation, especially when you know, people are adjusting and people don't, don't really know what to do. Some people might become more you know, quieter. Some people might become more extroverted because they're, let's say, in a new city and they want to meet new people. So I think in order to understand your friends better and understand what's going on, you have to make the effort to reach out to them. And then as you're having these conversations, like little by little, not every day because it's not like college anymore, but, you know, like as you're having these conversations once in a while, really pick up on like how they communicate and how they best respond to you and make sure you capitalize on that because that will in the end make a better relationship and a stronger one for the long run. Um, and also take it further than just like you knowing each other through school. Cause I think sometimes like you are mm -hmm. friends with people just in the same environment. And then when you're taken out of it, like no one really knows what to do. <laughs> They're like, Oh, right. uh, how can we connect? And it's like awkward. <laughs> yeah. I know. And you bring up such a good point because it, it really is a different way of communicating than in college, it's especially with yeah. your college friends, because mm -hmm. you could easily just be like, hey, come to my room at like six o'clock and we'll go do this. But right. now, right. like if they're farther away or in a different state, it's so, you can't do that anymore. So you can't yeah. be texting yeah. every day. You have your job, you know, like you're doing yeah. things. So you yeah. bring up such a good point that the communication style really does change post-grad too, which is yeah. so weird. And it's another it adjustment. No, but you know what's interesting? Like now, as you're saying this, like I'm thinking, it seems like less effort is put into relationships in college. That's like weird to say, but right, it is. Because it's, because like, it's easier. It's, yeah. So you don't yeah. have to put in as much effort. 
right? It's like, okay, I see you in this club. Bye. Like, like oh, yeah. we're friends. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's no, there's nothing above that. And the thing is, if you're in this club, you're going to see them every week or right. like time. right. You have to go. Or it's mm-hmm. like, okay, well the meeting is at from five to six, like Subog was. Um, and then you can get dinner afterwards because naturally it's six o'clock. So we're all going to go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just very set up for you. And I think after college, the real test is like, okay, how do you maintain these things? And who do you keep around as well? Which is something that I've talked to you, Adam Sharif, our friend about, um, he has some very good opinions on that. So you guys check, check out that episode as well. But it's, it's tough to like make those calls and like put yourself out there more, you know? It's weird. Yeah. I mean, and not only just maintaining friendships is like weird and a challenge in and of itself, but making new friends post-grad is so hard. Like the easiest way is like if you're in a grad program or if you're, you have a job, but with me, a lot of my coworkers are like 10, 15, 20 years older than me. So it's challenging. And, and the ones that are closer in age, they have their own lives already. You know, they're like 30, right. 35. They're like, I don't, I don't need a 24 year old friend. Like I'm good. <laughs> I don't need you. <laughs> oh my gosh. So how was that at first for you then? Like, how did you kind of balance that? And also, you know, cause I think the coworker thing is interesting because not everyone wants to be friends with their coworkers just in general. Like they're like work life separate, you know? So how, how was that for you? Yeah. So, okay. So first off, my coworkers are amazing. Um, They're so much fun to be around. And I really love the time that I get to spend with them and like bond with them and chat with them. And I've gotten so much advice from my coworkers, which I think is one of my favorite parts about working with people that are older than me. Um, Mm -hmm. And like, we've done a few happy hours here and there. And of course, COVID has made it so much harder to develop relationships with, with my coworkers, Mm -hmm. but um, it, you know, it's always exciting when someone new gets hired and they're like your age and you're like, Oh my God, can we be friends? Like, (laughs) can we we hang out? (laughs) Whispers, please be my friend. (laughs) Seriously. How, like, how are you supposed to make friends? I don't know. Yeah. It's really all trial and error I've seen, especially like, you know, I, so after graduation, I moved to Boston where, you know, from UConn, a lot of people naturally go to go over there um, just because, you know, healthcare industry, a lot of my friends were pre-med child throwback um, to what I was doing now. But, um, <laughs> yeah, listen, anyway, but, see, Lexi saw me in those times, girl, <laughs> it was a struggle. It was a struggle. But a lot of my friends ended up in Boston because of, you know, um, the, the industry that's there. The thing is, for me, I wasn't really in the city. I was a little bit on the outskirts. So I really didn't know a lot of people because of the fact that I was literally living like, let's say, 20 minutes, 25 minutes outside the city, which you guys don't think it's a lot, but it actually is when you're working nine to five and that's your life. And then you really only have time on the weekends, which is where you just catch up on a bunch of different things. So, um for me, what I really learned to do was just looking at things that I was interested in or things that I really wanted to pursue and do that I couldn't do in college. And so, for example, like I'm a dancer. I love dancing. And then I didn't have time to do that in college at all. And then I joined a studio. This is pre-COVID times, so but I joined a studio and I met people through that way. Um, I reached out to people who I literally hadn't talked to, let's say years, which is crazy. And I said, hi, like I live here now. 
are you still here? Like, can I, can we hang out, catch up? Um, and that's very hard to do, but then it's good because you kind of build up your repertoire of, okay, this is the kind of story I want to, I want to tell. This is why I want people to know about me. This is how I want to make friends. Um, this is who I want to be friends with. Who do I keep around? Um, and so I think when I first moved to Boston, it was really just a trial and error of like, okay, like, what do I want to say to these people? Where do, what do I want to join? Um, well, who are the people that I want to be with when I join these things? You know, um, who they, who do they know that they could introduce me to? Um, that really helped me a lot. And I still talk to these people to this day because of the effort I put in afterwards. So I really suggest that people do that kind of going by what your interests are and just signing up for something and going, even if it means that you're going by yourself, which is another very scary thing, but it's important to do. Um, I think we do that a lot. I think the biggest like thing I can think about that is similar to college is when you go to like a dining hall and you're eating by yourself <laughs> and like, you no one wants to really do that, but like you have to sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that's the best way you get to know people that way too. Cause maybe someone will come sit at your table and be like, hi, we wish, you know, <laughs> that's kind of it's how I cope. So, yeah. So funny you say that because I had, um, a one-on-one -on -one chat with a student the other day, like a prospective student. She got accepted oh. into UConn and she Yay. said, what is your biggest piece of advice for someone who's like new on campus? And I pretty much said what you said, like, don't be afraid to go up to someone and say, hi, don't be afraid to join a club. So it's so mm -hmm. interesting that in the perspective of telling like an incoming college student, those tips, mm -hmm. that's what we're now telling people post-grad like don't forget right. these things too so it's it's so funny that you say that because it still applies yeah. now like I should be taking my own advice like go say hi to someone <laughs> like go yeah, join that like leave, you know like yeah bring up such, no. a, such an interesting perspective it's like interesting how we carry all these ideas with us because we oh it's true we always say like in college join this club or do this and it's like well, after the fact, like after we graduate, now what? No one really talks about the after. Mm -hmm. And really and truly, it's just applying these same skills in a completely, in a new context. And that just makes you adaptable and allows you to be flexible, which is what we really need to do, especially when a panoramic, a Panasonic, a <laughs> pandemic hits, right? <laughs> Everyone knows I'd never call it a pandemic anymore. I say Panasonic. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Speaking of, that that brings me to this. So how has it been for you in a pandemic trying to maintain your relationships? Like what were some of the, some, the things you initially did to kind of still feel connected in some way, especially when you are in a job that you really have to connect all the time? You were traveling, mm -hmm. like you were going places and, and experiencing new things. It must have been a huge shift for you when that all kind of came to a halt. How did you deal with that? Yeah, so being in the admissions world in general, like you're a people person, you like to talk to people, mm -hmm. you like to build relationships, like that's just the kind of person that goes into the admissions world. So that being like a key point of my personality, it has been so yeah. hard during a pandemic, because I just want to be around people, I just want to talk to people, I want to hear their stories. So the fact that yeah. a lot of that has been taken away, not only in my job, but my personal life, it's so hard to, you know, get that from from somewhere because I live at home with right. my parents. So like, hey, Karen mm. and Frank, like, 
I'll talk to you all day, every day, but I really want to talk to other people too. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I love you guys. And I'm so glad to be here, but I I need other sources. (laughs) Yeah. Like I need some other humans to talk to, (laughs) but I think, um, what was, I think the highlight of my summer last year was beach trips because it was outdoors. Mm. You could wear your mask, like in the car, you get to the beach, you're outside, you're with your friends, maybe have a drink or two on the beach, go in the water, Mm. get your tan on, and you can invite like groups of people. So to me, that was like Mm. my saving grace. So I could see my friends and be comfortable enough to know we're outside, we're not in close quarters, like, I think Mm -hmm. we'll be good. So that was, that was the move for me. So hopefully we can continue that this summer. And uh, right. see what happens. Hot Girl Summer is back. We didn't have it last summer. <laughs> no, Hot Girl Summer is here. Here. She is. Uh, she has arrived. Like, she is here. Did you, did you find yourself reaching out more so than usual because everything was so virtual? Like, did you find yourself, you know, doing the Netflix party thing, doing more Zoom calls? At least, obviously, you have it through work, but with your own friends. Like, did you have to get creative with how you were reaching out to people? Oh, absolutely. And um, I have to give a lot of credit to Gabby because she's basically my like social calendar. She's someone (laughs) who she's so good at like connecting with people, staying in contact, just communicating as a whole. And she's like a really good like party planner. Like she loves Mm. having people over. She loves initiating ideas and things to do. So if I didn't have her, I probably would be home 100% of the time. But we, <laughs> but we did do um, these like Zoom Jeopardy nights. So a, a bunch of my friends, um, we all got together and we rotated who would make the Jeopardy game and we would do it on oh. Zoom and it would be like our Jeopardy night. And like one week I was the host, then my friend Emily was the host and Wait, like you so made cute. your own Jeopardy board. And it was, it was so much fun. And we would do like random categories like TikTok songs or like one of them was like TikTok dances so like you have to get up and do a dance so we we tried to make it like fun and quirky and like topics that we all actually are interested in and I think that was like one of the most fun things and I definitely miss it because I got to see my friend Alex who lives up in Massachusetts who I don't really get to see ever Mm. but I I had like we were saying before I had my weekly meeting with her like I knew I was gonna see her at Jeopardy night so it was nice because it was like a built-in schedule and Mm -hmm. now without that like it goes back to okay now I have to put in the effort so right it's it's tricky yeah have you gotten closer to anyone um as a result of quarantine and the pandemic yeah oh my gosh so my friend Emily which is so funny because she was my first friend in kindergarten so it's so funny to say that the pandemic brought us closer because I've known her forever and um she we were in the same class like up until high school like every year and then um we she went to UConn as well we lived together my junior year so like how could we possibly get any closer but I promise the pandemic did it because it just (laughs) became like like a thing like she was like my one of my go-tos like oh if I want to do something like I know Emily like she's down to do it so it's weird that the pandemic brought like my childhood friends closer to me, but wow. it happened. 
that's yeah i would say that too for me i think i think it, it brought me closer to a lot of people i wish i was close to in college as well like people that i thought were cool or like people that i always wanted to talk to because then at that point i was like well i know everybody's home i i know you're not just ignoring <laughs> me like i I know you're there because we're all yes. here so <laughs> we're all making dalgona coffee we're all making tiktok dances like i know so <laughs> so i i would reach out to people and i would build relationships that way and i also would say i got really close to my parents even though i was already close to them but like mm-hmm. just being at home and having to move back home I, I also got very close to them um and this is interesting too to think about because you've always lived with your parents since graduating right i believe so because your job is in connecticut you're from connecticut and so how has your relationship um been you know comparing when you first moved home to how it was after the pandemic because a lot of people uh, you know, a lot of, honestly, a lot of post-grad people have to move back home, right, in general, mm-hmm. but then it was more so with the pandemic, and not everyone's a big fan of that, so comparing the two experiences, how has it been, and how has your relationship grown? Yeah, uh, well, I got really lucky with having, like, two of the coolest parents in the world, like, Frank and I <laughs> will, like, drink a beer after work, or, you know, like, my oh. mom and I will go shopping, or I'll go run errands with her, so I, I got really lucky in the sense that like my parents are just like chill in general and like mm-hmm. I have a really good relationship with them. So not much has changed other than the fact that I have to see them all day, every day. Um, my right. dad's working from home. <laughs> his office is like right there. So oh, wow. it, it really not, I would say for me, at least not much has changed. Mm-hmm. And I'm really lucky in the sense that I'm comfortable being home. Because I know Mm -hmm. for a lot of people, they don't have the luxury of being home for their mental health sake. And I luckily do not have to have that experience. So I really don't mind being home. And I know it's so funny because, you know, like I'm 24. I should be like living, living the dream right now. But I'm hanging at home with my parents. That's the thing, though. I think we should normalize that. Like, if you if you have the ability to stay home and, and be in a comfortable space, like, normalize that. I think too many times it's like people get so stressed about, you know, where they're living in comparison to other people, what they're doing, and they actually associate, like, living at home with your parents as failure or not succeeding at what you're doing. And I don't, I don't know where it's come from. I know. I have no idea. I, listen, I totally feel that. And then I look at my bank account and I'm like, okay, never mind. It's fine. We're good. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with the mail home. <laughs> You're like, never mind. I am 100% fine. Oh my God, that's so funny. But it's true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like I hear from my friends are paying like 14, 1500 a month for rent right in the North End in Boston. And I'm like, mm. You're, that's amazing. You have such a cool apartment you're right in the middle of like everything that's going on, but how do you afford that? It's so much money. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> like, scratch his head. Chill. Girl. Yeah. How are you doing that? Yeah. So oh. living at home definitely has its perks, but of course, you know, I'm still in my parents' space. It's not my own space. Right. Right. No. And the thing is, I think too, you know, when, when the pandemic wasn't happening, you also had the opportunity to go and travel places and do things too. So that's really nice to have, um, some space to, to do that. But I think honestly, Karen, Karen Fragola, she is iconic, right? 
iconic. Karen, I love when you post pictures with her because I'm like, that's my queen. <laughs> like, oh my God. She really girl. is. Like if my mom, my mom's also into the concerts and everything. And if she yeah. wasn't a One Direction fan, I probably wouldn't have gone to half of the concerts I did because like 85% of the time she was the one who got tickets. And I don't know how she does it. <laughs> But, like, she got Taylor Swift Loverfest tickets when, like, no one else could get in. Like, I do not know how my mom does this, but she does it. Wow. You get it from her. Oh. Wait, I also I also had Taylor Swift Loverfest tickets. R.I.P. That would have been amazing. Sad. And I'm so sad. The refund hit my account, and I was like, I don't accept. Yeah. <laughs> Send it back. I said it back. I'll, I'll t- accept it bittersweetly and spend it on something else. <laughs> oh my god that's so fun i remember seeing her like in all your photos for concerts because she literally loved it she was always at oakdale yes yes (laughs) she was always there yeah she she's um what started it was when uh well i guess kind of what progressed it even farther was when sam had won those tickets to um orlando and my mom (gasps) came with us so my mom got oh to be up God. close and personal for all this One Direction content. And then she was a changed woman. Like, you can't go back she after was you like, see Harry Styles, like, two feet in no, front of you. No, you're, you're like, I'm persuaded. I co-sign on this. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> yeah, it's well, like an awakening. No, literally. And I love that for her so much. <laughs> so Lexi and I are obsessed with concerts. That's like pretty much like this in one direction is the foundation of like our friendship and she has the best concert stories so i really first i would love for you to tell the halsey story because i think that is so interesting considering the fact that you saw her before she really blew up like she was just ashley like she was like i see the picture all the time and i'm just like how she's changed so much and now she's having a baby i know He's so I would, I, I know it's so crazy considering her <laughs> journey. So I would love for you to share like that story, or any other you have, like, even if it's the Orlando one too, cause that, that was also incredible as well. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So we'll kick it off with some Halsey content. So Halsey um, <laughs> is like the love of my life. If you don't know. And, um, basically I somehow found her on Twitter when she was still Ashley and um, I followed her and I remember tweeting her like she used to respond to me a lot and I remember tweeting her like what's it going to take to confirm this mutual and then like 30 seconds later I had like a follow from her and I was like wait what like how did oh my god and I was like so excited and she had like eight or nine thousand followers at this point so she was like really yeah she was doing acoustic music like she was not into like all these vibes that she is now like totally different person back then and it was like like I was like oh my god like she's so cool she has a great voice um she followed me this is cool so Mm -hmm. I would like tweet her every now and again she would respond every so often and um then I was at the One Direction concert and um it's so funny because Sam and I went and we had tickets on in the 100s level and Mm -hmm. um my sister well my younger cousin got tickets somehow Mm -hmm. but she didn't have anyone to go with so my sister was like oh like I'll go with you I'll take you I'll be like your chaperone so she came Mm -hmm. with us and they had floor seats and they were like 
so excited. They're like, we have better seats than Lexi and Sam. This is oh awesome. God. This is great. <laughs> and so um, I checked my Twitter and I see Halsey tweeted, like, I've got some extra floor seats. Um, like, who wants them? So I'm like DMing her, like, obsessively being like, I'm here. Like, can I have those floor seats? Like, I'm, I'd be so excited to meet you. And then um, I put my phone down and I look up and I see her walking like right in front of me, but down on the floor and I was in the 100 level. Oh. So I started screaming, Halsey, Halsey. And she was like, she looks up and she was like, and she runs over and like jumps up on the like barricade thing. And oh my God. We take a selfie and she's like, oh my God, I hope you enjoy, like come down and around. And the seats were right behind her. So we, Sam and I go down and we um, were right behind her. So we went over and we thanked her again and we got more pictures with her. And I remember oh. she was, I think, like 19 or 20. And she had 19. like, a, yeah, and she had a beer. And I'm like, how do you do that? Because I mean, <laughs> you look at her and you're like, all right, how are you 19? Because you're definitely yeah. not. And I just remember being like, how does she do this? Like, so cool. <laughs> I'm screaming. That's so funny. Yeah. She was blonde then too. Yeah, she had the long blonde hair. Wow. She was she the one wait a second. Now I'm like, this is triggering memories. Was she the one who sang that song about Haler? Or yeah. no? Yep. Was she? <laughs> oh my god. She was. Yeah, okay, her. guys. For you for you guys who aren't like the OG directioners, weren't in the fandom at all or at this time. So when Harry Styles and Taylor Swift started dating, they were called Haler. Everyone hated them. I loved them. But anyway, I was in the minority. And <laughs> I remember Halsey, Ashley at the time, I think, she wrote this song about Haler. But it was fu- it was funny, though. It was really funny. It was so but she good. went viral. Yeah, it was it went viral. And I remember everyone being so mad about it. But then also some people were like, this is so great. So I don't know. I, I don't know why that randomly popped in my head. But it- that's so funny yeah that was her oh my god so then you met her sometimes after that through meet and greets huh yeah so I think the next time I met her she did um this like mini tour with um do you know Young Rising Suns I don't know if you ever... yeah. yeah so um yeah. she did a tour with them and it was after the show we went outside and um she came out and was meeting fans so we got a selfie with her me and Sam and our and my friend Sarah, we were the last three to get pictures with her. So we were like, oh my God, like we made the cut, like, thank God. And then wow. um, she went on her way. But at that show too, her dad was there because he lived in the Boston area. And um, oh. we went up to him and we were just talking with her dad. And he's like, yeah, like, I'm so proud of her. Look at her up there. And like, he's oh. so humble, like such a cool guy. Um, yeah. so, like that was really cool just to like see her family there supporting her and then of course right seeing her in arenas and selling out these tours and um mm-hmm. I got to meet her on her birthday a couple of years ago which was like so cool and wow. be on the side of the stage um for uh the whole concert which was insane so oh my such, goodness such a, such good man oh my god she's like she definitely like remembers you like she knows you <laughs> I feel like she does she like knows a lot of her fans and like knows their stories and I am petrified to ask her if she remembers me because I don't want her to say no because then my hopes and dreams will be crushed (laughs) 
<laughs> no, trust me. We'll I think she does. We'll leave it a mystery, but I think she does. Like you can't like that's, but that's so great that you've gotten to see her journey from the beginning. It's like really awesome because some people, I mean, obviously, and this goes for anyone, not even just like celebrities, but people don't see the process. Right. So mm -hmm. it's really interesting that you gotten to see it from the very beginning and seeing how hard she works and how smart she is. Cause mm -hmm. she is so intelligent. It's actually crazy. Like she's, wow. I know. And like seeing her like sign, get her record deal, sign her record deal, take on this Halsey persona, like having her like switch what genre she's in. It's just been so cool to right. see like the whole process unfold. Yeah. Oh my God. And then one, one other thing quickly is when you, well, there's so many other things that are popping to my head now, but you've had numerous opportunities to see like, or meet One Direction members somewhat. One of my favorite moments was seeing you on national television, oh Niall, Niall Horan scaring you in the middle of the candy shop. It was in Orlando. Was it in Orlando? Yeah, it was. He surprised you and you and Sam freaking out. I remember watching it on TV and being like, is that Lexi? <laughs> I texted you like, what is, what are you, get off there. What are you doing on the screen? Oh my God. Oh. I, it's so funny because when I watch that video back, like my hands are like shaking and I'm like, oh my God. And like my sister always makes fun of me for it. She'll like just randomly be like, oh my God. <laughs> Stop. Um, I, I oh want to cringe. <laughs> no, it it was fantastic, and then seeing Liam also surprise you as well in that one, the like Refinery Twenty Nine yeah. thing, like for, you just always get surprised by them. Like it's just Listen. some like practical joke that's played on you. Yeah, <laughs> a good one. I've been surpri surprised by two of them. I I need Harry and Louis, and like if Zane wants to, like come if, on, if scare me, surprise if me. he wants. <laughs> And speaking of that, this is how we can end. I can't believe it's already been an hour. Wow. I feel like I can talk to you forever, which I'm so sad it's going to end soon. But um, out of all the solo, because now they're all solo, we mm -hmm. say that they're on a hiatus. Ugh. You know, y'all, I don't know. We're like it's over, show. Holding on to hope, like 1%. 1%. But, wait, like, real quick. I saw a mm -hmm. TikTok yesterday, and it was this girl showing all this proof that they're getting back together and that they're going to drop a song soon. And it was pretty convincing. So I don't know. I don't know. It Harry might just, be happening. Harry just won a Grammy and his titties were out on stage. Like, I feel like that's just, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that solidifies the soul. Yeah. I think, you know, Harry, he Harry was grooving with it. that feather boa. I said, once you oh. put a bow on, I, I feel like that's the end. I, and I shaking know. his booty. I don't know. It's shaking his booty know. with shirtless. Come on. I don't know. You could see the third nipple. I don't know. I think that. <laughs> I think that. <laughs> I don't know if Liam's all for that. Let me tell you. <laughs> but but out of out of the, you know, all the solo endeavors that's happened, I know you're a Nile girl. But who have you enjoyed the most in the past five years in terms of music? Who has been your favorite? I really hate you for asking this question. <laughs> I love it's, myself. It's so hard <laughs> to answer. Um, I think being a Nile girl, I'll just always have um, a, a special place in my heart for Nile. But you can't deny that Harry Styles, his music mm. is entertaining. It's different. It's like these new... I have to be Harry. 
Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Harry has he he's really done well. I think also in appealing to the general public, though, in a way that works for him. Like I feel, I just feel like when I listen to everyone's music as a whole, I would say like my favorite is Harry. Obviously, I'm a Harry girl, so I'm biased. But also just in general, like his music appeals to me more because it's more of my taste. But then also Niall would come second mm-hmm. for me because oh, Niall's music is actually so good and he's actually mm-hmm. doing very very well um his i don't know if you went to his tour the first of time around i did um <laughs> yeah you did yeah i went to two shows and they honestly what some of my favorite shows ever like ever mm-hmm. niall's show yeah okay so it's so funny because my dad absolutely loves niall so my mm-hmm. dad came to one of the shows with me we did like a little fam trip it was me my mom my dad and my sister and mm-hmm. like my dad just cannot stop talking about Niall because we also really? I met his cousin in Disney when I was in Disney oh. and he my dad was like talking with her parents and like my dad just, I think he, my dad's a Niall girl because of that but uh, <laughs> but he uh he he loves Niall too and I think Niall is great for the like the the masses like he's yeah. definitely on the radio a lot I mean Harry is now too but Niall mm-hmm. was definitely he appeals more to, to more mm-hmm. music taste where Harry yeah. is like a little bit more specific of a taste more niche yeah I think Niall's like easy listening I think mm-hmm. of Ed Sheeran when I think of Niall's first album his second one's a little bit a little bit different he tried to be a little bit you know a little branch out a little bit with that but I think his first album was definitely more like easy listening it reminds me of mm-hmm. Niall uh, Ed Sheeran, but it worked for him. Like I, yeah, that was perfect, a perfect move for him. So, um, I loved it. I haven't really listened to Louis' album. Yikes! Oh, sorry, y'all. I haven't really listened. I heard it was. I heard it was number nine on the Billboard charts. Like that's honestly really good, <laughs> considering what usually happens yeah. with boy bands. You know what I'm saying? Liam and he sold out a tour. Louis, he a did more rock, rock. He is, yeah. Rock. Well, it works mm-hmm. for him and his voice. Like, I actually think it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't see him doing like Niall's music type of music or anything. No. Like, you know, no. He, he really, he does well with songwriting as well. So I, I give him that credit. Mm-hmm. Um, Liam, you know, he, he's doing his thing. I, I can't say he's my, my favorite he's doing music, what he loves. He's doing what he loves. Keep going, like do whatever works for you. Stripped that down was like a, it was a bop. Like when I first heard, it, I was like, okay, like I wasn't sure who was gonna go with that. But then, I don't know. His music kind of seems like everywhere, but he's still trying to figure out the R and B thing. I don't know. So, I didn't listen to his album either. <laughs> Once said, he is, um, he's the Jason Derulo of the Brits, and I thought that is like the most perfect description. Wow, you know, That's I it. wish you guys saw my reaction to that because my mouth like dropped. <laughs> I because it's a it's a podcast, you guys can't see, but you know what? I hate how it makes sense, but not just for music sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> not because like of music, but it. like everything about it just makes sense. <laughs> know how to describe it but now i know like now that's all i'm gonna say is like yeah he's like the jason like that could be good or bad <laughs> i don't know <laughs> take it as it you will sense. take it as you will and zane you know Harry, zane was my second i was a zary girl so 
I was devastated on March 25th, 2015, obviously. And then I was pissed for a while. <laughs> but you know, I, <laughs> but you know what? Like, I respect it. You know, he's, his music is actually really good. Zane, I loved his first album. I didn't really listen to his second or his mm-hmm. third, but like his singles and stuff, yeah. so good. His voice, amazing. And he's with Gigi and they have a baby. He's doing his thing. So I can't be mad. Yeah, and I just found out that he is currently in Pennsylvania staying at Gigi's like family's like farm or something. Really? So now I'm trying to plan a trip to Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. She's, get, she's getting back <laughs> on her 2014 uh, BS. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, throw back to those days. I really can't. Take me we, back. We were all over the place. That oh, for them. God, and then yeah. was it five seconds of summer too? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I really can't. But anyway, Lexi, it is uh, – come on the show more often. I love having you on. It's been so great talking to you and catching up. <laughs> oh, I oh. miss you so much, and I'm so happy we had this time. I, I know. We need to talk more. Call me. No. If you need to call someone, you know, I'll answer. No, I'm literally going to call you. if something, I'm literally just going to – don't – see, this is the thing. Now you're going to get me started. I will literally call you, like, every week or every other week. So as long as you're fine. <laughs> Yeah, we'll do our, our updates. We'll give each other That's the it. lowdown. What's going on? Perfect. I love it. Yeah, it sounds great. Lexi, thank you so, so much for coming on. I love you. I love what you're doing. I love your spirit and energy. And I will talk to you soon. You're always welcome back on the show. Uh, you're the All best. Right. Yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Hope you love the conversation. If you like this content and are craving more, make sure to subscribe to the pod and check out the show notes to catch up with me on social, find behind the scenes content and more fun. Until next time, I'll be here in my bonnet. Bye. Bye.